The Automotive News Canada podcast is brought to you by Diamond Coat. Did you know Diamond Coat has a 96% claims approval rate? This translates into happy customers and repeat service business. But really, you get much, much more when you become a Diamond Coat dealer. Advantages like in-house chemical manufacturing, product fulfillment, bilingual claim support, and a highly experienced team with decades of F&I experience. Visit DiamondCoat.com to get started. Diamond Coat, we've got you covered. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the March 18th, 2022 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. The move to online retailing is picking up speed, and my guest today has the stats to prove it. He'll also tell us what new vehicle buyers are looking for when they log on, what dealers and automakers need on their own websites, and he offers a glimpse into the future of digital retailing. We'll hear all about that and more when I speak with Google Canada's Head of Industry for Automotive, Al-Karim Awadia, on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. Al-Karim, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, First, let's start here and just let the listeners know a bit about what Google Auto does in Canada and what your role is there with Google. Yeah, it's a great place to start. So, you know, at Google, we see our role as helping the auto industry, you know, successfully navigate the adoption of digital tech. And we provide insights to better reach customers. And so I'd kind of break that down into in three things. One is, you know, Google has an immense wealth of data across our platform. And so we use that data to help answer questions for the industry and identify trends. Two, we work across tiers in auto uh, to assist our customers in the adoption of Google technology and three, we partner closely, you know, to develop digital solutions that help OEMs reach their customers with the right information at the right time. And so my role is to, you know, manage the team for Google Canada Auto and ensure we respect the opportunity to help the auto industry navigate the impact of digital. And honestly, I personally feel very invested in helping Canadian auto innovate faster than the rest of the globe and to help our Canadian executives become global leaders. You mentioned that there, uh, you know, help us adopt and change and, and use the internet. How, how are we doing as Canadians since you brought it up? Are, are we ahead of the curve, behind the curve? What's that ecosystem like in Canada? You know what? We are uh, one of the most innovative markets globally. So Google works across countries and we're very closely connected to how, you know, the Google Auto teams around the globe are working and they lean on Canada a lot for how we're leveraging innovative digital solutions. And so I'd say we're definitely ahead of the curve. Do you credit the the customer for that? Are we online more looking and shopping and browsing? Or do you credit the retail space for innovating um, maybe more quickly than others? I would say that, you know, Canada as a country is uh, highly adopted on digital tech, you know, in terms of internet access, in terms of propensity to want to lean on digital video. Um, Canada's always been high in that sense. Um, and so I think I would credit, you know, Canada in terms of our market. But I also think, you know, as OEMs, we were one of the, you know, the first countries to really adopt mobile tech years ago. Um, moving quickly into that space. And also, um, I would say that our dealers and our, our shift towards dealer groups is consolidating a lot of, uh, you know, dealer advertising as well and looking for innovative ways to kind of reach their consumers. So what's Google 
auto seeing when it comes to digital advertising? And for example, is has the rise been fast or slow or or what are the preferences? I just wonder if you could paint me a picture of what we're seeing in digital advertising in Canada. You know, I've been at Google for over 10 years. And in that time, I've seen the industry shift considerably. And I think, you know, when we talk about the question of like digital advertising, almost all types of advertising now have a digital component. And so advertisers have always craved, you know, data and analytics to understand how effective their media is. And what we've seen is that desire has ensured that all types of advertising are shifting to incorporate digital measurable components. And whether that be, you know, radio that has a digital stream or digital audio through podcasts, digital out of home is growing and the progression of digital TV or what the IAB or Interactive Advertising Bureau in Canada calls advanced TV is also giving all advertisers an opportunity to leverage mainstream or even traditional media with the digital component. And so it is growing rapidly. We've heard in the past, and I'm going back about two years now, um, when it comes to that digital advertising and that digital marketing, that Canada's sort of rural areas lack some of the things you just mentioned, like good internet access and things like that. Has it changed over the last couple of years? Is it starting to spread into rural Canada? Are you making more inroads and are more dealers on board in sort of the uh, rural parts of provinces? Yeah, I'd say the tech and infrastructure, you know, before I joined or came back to the automotive uh, team at Google, I used to work in our tech and telecom area. And so, you know, connecting all consumers uh, in a high speed way has been a mandate for, you know, our telecom space for a long time. And I think the best way to correlate to how customers have been using digital is really connecting it to what's happened over the last few years um, with the pandemic. You know, no one anticipated a world where all retailers were forced to close. And so what we've seen is, you know, customers have learned to order what they need online and for that matter, communicate entirely in a virtual way. And so that behavior shift has pushed digital innovation to metro markets, rural markets. And a lot of, you know, we've seen a lot of people moving out of metro areas into more rural areas. Um, And so I wouldn't distinguish between rural versus metro anymore. It feels like everyone has figured out how to communicate online um, and to order online. And, you know, one of the things we're seeing related to online um, can probably be summed in the rapid change of online vehicle ordering. You know, pre-pandemic, we were less than 1% of cars being sold online and new car has moved to 6% and used has now moved to 13% of sales completely online. Um, So that's a 6x growth in new and over 3x in used from what it was. Um, And so I think there's, there's a lot of, a lot of great Uh, movement in that space, uh, whether rural or metro, being able to leverage digital tech for their auto purchase. Are you surprised that the numbers are that high and growing that quickly? And and, uh, I mean, there's still a small percentage, but it's a small percentage that grew rather quickly over the pandemic. Did that surprise you at all? And are you surprised at how comfortable people are becoming with ordering, just generally speaking, more things online? Yeah, I think, I don't think anybody could have anticipated what we experienced. Um, And so the customer shift, the nature and the desire of what consumers were able to experience, the efficiency across virtually every industry of being able to get, you know, what they wanted when they wanted it um, has changed the way consumers shop. And, you know, in our survey last year, 54% of Canadians said that they would now be willing to make a purchase completely online with zero contact. And so I think that says something about um, how it's uh, impacting our industry in auto 
um, and how OEMs and dealers and dealer groups are reacting. I just wonder what the customer is looking for. So if I'm a dealer, I'm curious to know what are my customers and potential buyers researching? What are they quote unquote Googling before they come into my store? Can you offer me some insight into that about the shopping and the research that happens before someone sets foot in a store? Because obviously the vast majority is still buying in a showroom. So what is it that they're armed with before they show up at a dealership? Virtually everything. You know, <laughs> I, think, I think that's the one interesting thing is, you know, as consumers are researching online, um, our OEMs and dealers have done a phenomenal job of bringing information to the fingertips of consumers. And so what we are specifically seeing in our research is just a rapid change in how quickly consumers are making that purchase from the moment a dealership is contacted. Um, and so, you know, one stat that always sticks out to me is that, you know, 40% of car buyers are buying their vehicle in less than two weeks. That's 12% higher, you know, year over year. And on top of that, you know, 18% choose to buy their vehicle within one week. And so if you think about uh, what that experience is like at the dealership, customers are coming in extremely well informed and they're leveraging all the tools that, you know, manufacturers and dealers are putting out there with virtual reality, with augmented reality, with, you know, vehicle walkarounds, you know, great platforms that a number of OEMs have uh, launched to do walkarounds for consumers in a virtual way with a virtual showroom. And so the moment that they come into a dealership, most of their questions have been answered. Most of their comparisons have been done um, and they're ready to buy. And so I think that's changed uh, the dealership experience quite a bit. And you're right. You know, our data also showed 92% of Canadians are still purchasing their car at a dealership. And so you know, that's last year's data point. I'm sure it's shifted a little bit over the last, you know, 10 to 12 months. Um, but I think we're going to start seeing consumers buying in a quicker way and, and slowly moving more and more to online purchasing. So there's all this opportunity out there for dealers and it's been changing over the last two to five years. But I am curious, what are some of the things that dealers and automakers are getting wrong when it comes to on online retailing? Because I assume nobody's perfect. It's rapidly changing. So there must be things that the dealers and the automakers have to address. And I'm wondering what those might be. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I, I think wrong is a strong word. Um, you know, I've been, like I mentioned, at Google for over 10 years and I, and I still find that the adoption and change, the rate of change is so fast that I think anybody who claims to be an expert is probably uh, not uh, speaking the truth. But I would say that there are definitely opportunities for dealers, and I'd probably break it down into you know three or four things. The first one, you know, that I think uh, OEMs and dealers can get right is number one, getting your inventory data built out in a way to allow you to use more data-driven campaign types. You know, so you can advertise specific vehicles that you have in stock. And this is information that, you know, the distribution teams and the OEM level have access to. Number two would be, you know, getting your measurement strategy refined. So you have a better understanding of what's working and what's not working. Three would be, you know, really thinking about your omni-channel strategy, your selling strategy, reflecting on how other industries have, you know, rapidly moved into an omni-channel world. Um, and it probably includes deploying, you know, new e-com solutions um, that we're seeing another a number of OEMs uh, start to bring to market. And then the last thing would be, um, you know, we always say it's important to be testing and learning, you know, both in your media and your customer experience, figure out what's working and just continue to do more of that. 
We'll be right back after this short break. Diamond Coat has been a leading F&I provider to the retail automotive industry. For over 50 years, our philosophy hasn't changed. For us to provide the best products and services, we need total control over every part of our business. From R&D to manufacturing to claims administration, we do everything in-house. We're committed to introducing the best quality products to the market. And recently, through our partnership with Kix Global, we're able to bring the Kix Locate Theft Recovery System to dealerships across Canada. This covert device can be used within your dealership to track, maintain, and safeguard your assets. No wires, no monthly fees, just full protection. It's this kind of commitment that has made Diamond Coat Canada's most trusted warranty providers for all automotive dealers, manufacturers, and customers. To find out more about our new anti-theft products and programs, visit diamondcoat.com. That's diamondcoat.com to get started. Diamond Coat, we've got you covered. That inventory question um, or issue is probably a big one right now, given the chip shortage, lack of inventory. Is that the number one thing that a customer wants to know when they log on to a local site? Because you can go to the OEM site and sort of browse the makes and models. But ultimately, I want to know what's for sale down the road. Is that the number one um, thing that customers and shoppers want to know is, is it available at my local dealer? Right. I think that, you know, is an incredibly important question. I think on the used vehicle side, you know, we've seen a lot of innovation in that space where customers expect to see exactly what they want and are willing to, you know, have it delivered to them or drive a little bit of a distance to get it. But on the new car side, um, I think we have a lot of progress to make there. Um, You know, right now going to an OEM site, searching for inventory, getting a dealer locate, going to a dealer site, and seeing what they have in inventory, um, that information has to be extremely accurate and updated. And so when I say, you know, manufacturers and dealers can work together to bring their inventory online, I think with inventory shortages, that's probably one of the most pressing things that we can do right now to satisfy customers, to make sure that, you know, when they're searching for inventory, they know exactly what's around them. Um, And I think it benefits everyone because manufacturers and dealers, when they're advertising, are focused on what they have in inventory to sell. Um, You know, we're we're in unprecedented times right now um, from an inventory perspective globally. And so I don't think that's going away anytime soon. And so focusing on inventory management and leveraging the solutions uh, that use that data can be really important. Well, it's funny because you can go to any sort of Canadian retailer and and look for something such as, I remember this was me over the pandemic, looking for a particular brand and color of spray paint. And it would tell me how many cans were in stock and which aisle they were in. So that if I had to run in, in a time where maybe I wasn't comfortable being out in the public because of the pandemic, you could go in and get it and get home rather quickly. But I find when you look for a used car or look for a new car in particular, that information isn't quite as accurate or readily available. Are there things being done to make that so, to make it more accurate? And and I wonder how difficult that is given the nature of the business. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, it's a good example of what customer expectations are, right? You use a spray paint example of, you know, you know what you want, you expect to know where it is, you expect to get the color you want, and you want that transaction to be quick and seamless. And so, uh, you know, there are a number of providers that have had those solutions. You're going to see more innovation, I think, in this space across digital providers um, that are going to, that have recognized how important it is for OEMs to be able to focus on what they have to sell. 
And so there is innovation um, coming in that space uh, that you will see this year. Um, and, uh, you know, a work effort that we are already doing with a number of our OEMs uh, to get them ready for that. I want to end with this. I want you to look into a crystal ball. Um, I'm wondering what you're seeing as a developing trend, something that might not be mainstream yet, but that you see coming online or arriving as a major trend or something that will change the way auto retailing works in Canada when it comes to online. Is there anything coming up that we should be aware of or that we might be surprised by? Well, let me, uh, let me grab my crystal ball over here. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, I think there's a, there's probably a couple things that I would kind of look to one being um, the movement towards online sales that we talked about. We're starting to see innovation on the OEM level. And so I think every OEM is going to start uh, launching platforms that enable customers to at least take a deposit online and so in order to do that, price transparency has to be there. Information has to be readily available. I think the ways we used to negotiate in purchasing a vehicle are going to change um, because there's going to be a lot more transparency in, in the final price that a customer is expected to pay. I think we're seeing uh, you know, dealer groups moving rapidly in that direction, like AutoIQ and the, the fun group with the brand that they launched called Karuga. You know, Canada drives and clutch on the used side are really innovating. And so I think the new car side uh, can look to what's happening on the used car side uh, for innovation. And then I think the other trend that's not new, uh, but I think in a lot of ways um, had to stall a little bit was the EV growth and launch of so many new EV nameplates. You know, as electric vehicles um, are coming out about a year and a half ago, we were expecting one launch every month. But because of inventory shortages and challenges, some of those have been delayed. And so I think, you know, if I were to look into my crystal ball, I would say a really important message is, you know, every brand has to think about their value proposition for the EV vehicles that they're launching and how they're going to differentiate in a consumer's mind for a type of technology that's new. Um, you know, we're seeing queries for EV grow 12x uh, what it is for um, internal combustion engine vehicles. And so... That is definitely a trend that is growing. It's an expectation that consumers have. And I think, thankfully, over the years, OEMs have been investing a lot in R&D and tech to bring out some incredible EV vehicles that I'm excited to see in market. Now, Kareem, I could keep talking and, and discussing this stuff for another 15 minutes because it is fascinating. <laughs> I love stats. I love the insight. And being a web producer or a web editor, I, I'm always interested in what's going on behind the scenes. So I'm kind of jealous about the information uh, you have access to and know about. But I thank you for being on the show. Um, it was a terrific conversation. Well, thank you for having me. And I'd, I'd uh, be happy to answer any other questions you have or join you in the future. We reached Al Karim at his office in Toronto. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.